This is Get Unstuck Radio, episode 26, Inspiration Strategy with Sebastian Licona. Welcome to Get Unstuck Radio, the place to brainstorm with you on business and life strategy, to get unstuck with system automation and delegation, and also to get clarity for sustainable business and lifestyle. I'm your host, Mukita Panmuk. Let's get unstuck. Hi everyone. So today I have my best friend right here, Sebastian Licona from Cataplasma. He is brand strategist and inspiration designer. He's awesome, guys, and he's currently on mission to help creative and generous leaders to live their maximum creative potential so that they can get harmony with their nature. Currently, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited for this. Yeah, it's been long time. I mean, like we have been working together for a while, but I didn't get a chance, and then you're not also available to be my guest on my podcast. But finally, we made it. Yes, finally, we made it work. Tell us a little bit more about yourself. Who is Sebastian? Well, Sebastian, I can say he's a crazy guy with crazy ideas, lots of fun and kindness to share. Basically, he's a guy that knows how to help you scale your business with social media. Basically, how to scale your impact with social media. When you say about impact, what does impact means to you? Impact to me means changing people's lives, like really. Making a positive transformation in someone's life, helping them a little bit better one day, or helping them transform their whole life for the better. Both things. When I think about branding, I always go. Sebastian will be my go-to person. That hey, can you help me with this thing or not? And people not actually know the deeper details and the way that. You decide branding. So, mm-hmm. can you explain more about actually what are the brandings? Like, we position ourselves every single day as our own brand. We show up as being authentically. But how to deliver those message and helping other people? That's a great question. And to define branding, first we have to define what's a brand, right? Because branding is the verb of creating a brand. So, it's the act of creating a brand. So, what's a brand? Right? Is a brand a logo? Something like what I have here. Is that my brand? Not really. Uh, that's a logo, not a brand. Right? Brand is not the colors that I have in my background. It's not the typography. My brand is actually how people feel when interact. My brand is what people are feeling right now while seeing this video. Right? While seeing our interaction, the vibe that they get, like the gut feeling, like. I like this guy. I hate it. Or who the hell does he think he is? You know, that's my brand. If anyone not noticed, I mean, someone might listen from the podcast. But those who watch from YouTube, you can notice that his background is moving, right? Oh yeah, but probably if you're not watching the video and you're just listening. I pointed at my logo at some point and at the colors in my background because usually people think that's your brand, like your visual identity, how you look and The kind of images and graphics that you use, and that's part of branding because the the way you look is the first impression that people get from you, and that's really important. Like, just imagine how important is a first impression in a relationship, right? So that's what the visual identity does. But you also have a messaging, you have a story, you have a message to share with your people. You find 
you position yourself in their lives, in their hearts and their minds in a way where you can actually help them transform their lives, right? You claim a place in their lives. You say, this is where I live. This is where I can help you. This is the kind of, of people I can help. And this is what I can help them with, right? So giving a promise and delivering on that promise is the act of branding, right? Sebastian, why you decided to become a brand strategist? Ooh, that's a really great question. And I'm not sure if I've talked a lot about this before, so I'm really excited to... Yeah, I uh, want to know. Share with me. So first of all, I started doing motion graphics, like the one I have on my background, you know, basically design and visual elements that move. I've always loved doing animation since I have memory. I dreamt of being a computer animator, right? It was a big thing in the 90s. We had Toy Story and these things started coming up and I was like, wow, that's amazing. We can create whole new worlds. So I basically started learning about Flash and later on I learned Photoshop and I started learning these different programs for design. Later on, I, I learned After Effects and that led me start, well, I, I entered into college for a little while for animation. Then I dropped out. As every successful entrepreneur, I dropped out from high school. <laughs> I mean, from college. Then I started working at a national TV channel and I was doing motion graphics for a national broadcasting. So there's where I first started understanding how my skills could help a business or share a message or really connect with someone, right? And connect at a deeper level. So I really enjoyed that. I started designing logos and a lot of logo animations. That's actually where I really specialized on logo animations. I created logo animations for TV programs, for the whole channel. They were used in between programs and all that kind of jazz. And that's where I started seeing like, okay, my skills design like can be used. Actually design, what makes design different from art is that it actually solves a problem, right? It helps someone achieve something. You have to communicate a message. You have to make someone feel something, inspire someone to take action, right? Like really design has an objective while art's objective is to share a feeling or to try something new that no one has never tried, right? Like it doesn't try to sell. It doesn't try to make you feel a specific way. It's the artist trying to share his perspective or explore some new skills right but with design you have to to complete an, ob an objective so I started seeing a little bit about this and after two years of working in the TV channel I was happy it was a really nice job my boss was amazing like he really understood how to lead me and guide me to do my best work with uh, by nurturing what I really had like, for example, a lot of times in motion design, you spend a lot of time doing renders, right? You work a little bit and you prepare an animation and then you render it. And it's like sometimes a couple of hours, sometimes a day, sometimes a lot of days, sometimes even weeks. So sometimes I had renders for one week or two weeks and he let us uh, study while we were having renders or doing other things as long as we accomplished our goals. But I was not satisfied. I was like, I want to travel. I want to go a lot of places. There's a lot of things to do out there. I don't like routine. Something that really kills me or that I don't really make part of my life is routine. Even I have my certain rituals like or my rhythm i would like to say i have a rhythm right like every certain hours i do something i eat i work 
but I don't have like a specific routine. Like I have to wake up at nine on point and go to work. And no, I, I wake up when my eyes are open and then I eat, you know, I have like certain times to do things, but they are not like time bound. Like this is from nine to eight, I do this. And from eight to, so working like that, it was uh, really hard for me. Even when the job was fantastic, I, I was not happy. So I said, let's go. In that crazy decision, I started partnering up with, first with, with one friend. It was funny because I told him like, hey, I'm going to Chiapas, to the jungle. I, I want to live the crazy life, right? So I'm tired of the city. I'm going to go to the jungle. And he was like, oh, cool. I'm going to start my own uh, jewelry factory or workshop, right? So I need a whole catalog and a website and yeah, let's do this. I was like, okay, I'll go. So I designed his logo. I made a catalog. I made a, an online store. Uh, later on, that didn't work out so good because when, the, when we were about to launch the store, he basically broke. He, he, yeah, basically, he spent more money than he was making because he wanted to impress his girlfriend. I don't know if that resonates with anyone, but please don't check your finances. Check what's your money and what's the business money because this guy <laughs> went bankrupt like four times because he was using the, the business of the money as his own. So, well, basically after that, then I kept going. I started doing tattoos and I was doing a lot of different things until one day I was like, okay, there's so many stuffs. I sell organic products and I sell jewelry and I do jewelry and I do tattoos and circus. And I was doing like so many things that at one, on, on one point I, I realized that nothing was really blooming. I did a couple of tattoos in a, in a couple of weeks. Then I started doing something else. And when I came back to the tattoos, what I had learned about my tattoos and my skills had went back to point to ground zero, right? So I didn't really see myself growing in, in any particular space, but in design, right? Because that was my core thing. So even if I was in other things, design and marketing were always there. Actually, that's interesting because after, my, after that first project crashed and went bankrupt, I started working with other friends who were doing marketing and they needed design. So that's when I first started seeing like, oh, okay, that's how you run Facebook ads. This was probably like seven years ago or six years ago. So when Facebook ads were starting, my friends were really into it and I started learning with them. Ah, so, okay, target audience and funnels and all that jazz. Okay, I started seeing how this goes. And, and I always liked like the strategy part of marketing like trying to solve the problem and figure out how to make people come to the business or learn about what you have to share but there was like always a creative part missing and in the, the creative part was missing the strategy part so I was like really spread across a lot of things and even though I had really worked on my motion design skills and I, I feel like I really get got them into a professional level and I think my what I can do with motion is competitive. I felt like it was a, a huge struggle for me. Like it, it was a lot of years of a lot of work to really get to that point where I was satisfied with I, what I could make, right? Like I felt like it was not a talent. Like I had to really work hard to understand how to make it appropriately and to make it work for a business. And 
one day I was like, okay, so many things, I have to focus on one thing. So I'm going to focus on design. I'm going to start my business design. I don't know how is that going to go, but I'm going to just focus on one thing. Like it's enough, right? There was a funny story there because, well, not so funny. It was kind of dramatic, but basically one day death came to me and told me like, okay, let's go. It's time to go. And I was like, okay, I'm ready. I had been calling her for a lot of years. So I was like, finally, man, I've been ringing you and you don't come. What's up? So I was like really happy and yeah, let's go. And I started feeling how my body started dying, like heart started failing, my lungs started failing, you know, every single organ in my body started failing oh, wow. one by one. And I felt how I started leaving my body. Everything started becoming black and I don't know, I was like getting, I don't know how to express it or how to say it. But I felt like I was on the door to cross to the other side when so I heard something like, and what about everything you learned? You know, and I, I realized like, okay, I've been really lucky. I've had amazing, an amazing education and I know about the world and I speak a couple of languages. I know people from all over the world. I've been able to travel quite a bit. So I have a perspective. People that talk to me, some, sometimes they find useful things, right? Like, my family and my close friends find value in what I have to share. Maybe I can, it's a little bit egoist, selfish of myself. It's selfish of me to leave and take all of this with me and not share it with the world. So at that point, I was like, okay, I can tell, what can I share? Stories. I can help people tell their stories in a better way. So I'll do that. And when I came back, I was like, okay, I'll focus. I'll just do this and I'll work my ass off until this works. And at the beginning, it was really hard. I, I started like, okay, I have a business now. So I luckily had a first project. My contacts from marketing, uh, they wanted an animation with an explainer video, right? So I did a, a, like a seven minutes of animation or six minutes of, of motion graphics for that project. It was like three months and it was huge. But after that, I was completely drawn. I didn't know where to get clients. I, like I was doing marketing for all these projects, but I never did it for myself. I was like, okay, well, I didn't want to spend money on ads immediately. I think I spent a little bit at the very beginning. I grew a little bit and that worked. Actually, they were incredibly cheap. Like I remember I ran a likes campaign to get likes for my Facebook page. Oh no, but that was for the jewelry store because I got like each like for 0.05 or something like that. Incredibly cheap. Like for, I think it was $100. I got 2000 likes and a lot of reach. And it was crazy. Good times. But well, maybe I'm drifting a little bit here, but when I started my business, I was like, I'm com completely lost. I don't know where to go. How do I find clients for design? I know I want to work with people from all over the world, but how am I going to do it? I know with the internet, I can connect with them, but I don't know like what's the first step. So I said, okay, Google knows everything. Let's ask how, and I started asking things to Google. And at one point I reached to a channel that's named the future. It's called the future and they are fantastic. And I landed on a video that where they talk about pricing design. So I was asking something like how to find better clients. And that video was like, you don't need to find better clients. This is what you need. And I was like, whoa, whoa. how to price design. I was like, wow. And they were talking about a logo that was uh, sold for $1 million. And I was like, what? $1 million for changing a logo? And they showed it and it was like a very minimal change. And I was like, man, that's almost no work. 
how is that possible? Why is that logo $1 million and what I do, I can barely sell it at $300 or something like that. So it was completely crazy, right? It was like, I'm charging $300 to $500 for a logo and people out there are charging $1 million. So what's the catch? What's what did I miss? And I started digging more into the videos of these guys. And I was like, this is crazy. And I learned about value-based pricing. And then I came to this thing that's brand strategy. I was like, brand strategy? Since I was a hippie, I had this idea that branding was like something evil, right? Like Coca-Cola does branding. So it's, it's got to be evil. It's from an evil corporation. It's where, where they get their power. Branding has got to be something evil. And when I came across this with the future, I realized it was actually what I was best at because it was that thing that put together design, marketing, and business strategy, right? It was like that key that tied all those things together. And I was like, oh, that's what I like. It involves the creative, but it involves the marketing, but it involves the business strategy. So it's, it's got everything I like. And I started digging, I started learning. I realized that there are some gurus and there are frameworks out there. So I really went into a knowledge hoarding rampage or something like that. You know, for two years, I was like 12 to 16 hours a day learning and applying like, what the hell is this brand strategy? And I went to my clients and I was like, hey, I know you, you wanted an animation, but would you like a logo? Yeah, my logo. I'm not happy with my logo anymore. Nice that you mentioned it. Okay, I learned about this thing that's called brand strategy. Want to try it? And he was like, yeah, damn, it sounds really good. If it's going to make everything work together and I'm not going to hate my logo anymore and change it every two months, fantastic. So we worked on his brand strategy and I started applying it. And that was three years ago already. You told me that you have been developed this inspiration strategy for like three years, as you just mentioned. And it's totally a game changer, especially for me. You did it from my own branding and I can see the change. I can see the difference between before, what I understand about my branding and after what I currently do. People see the difference and people able to resonate more of how I deliver my message, how I convey every action that I have been doing. So since you already touched base on that, I totally agree because we as the user or like your client let's say we only think of the result or the outcome we need a logo we need a website we need funnel we need those templates that just already in the same theme is already work you know like everything cohesive is fine but we don't know the behind psychology or like methodology of creating this thing and that's why you came up with the inspiration strategy because this is necessary to be the starting point before you start designing anything in whatever you're going to do either it would be your personal brand to be influencer for example or to be to show your business out there right exactly and Something I realized as I was learning all of this was that on one side, I was learning a lot of marketing and, you know, there were a lot of funnel guys out there teaching secret techniques to, con to connect with your audience. And the other guys were teaching design and uh, how to create a marvelous experience. But for some reason, 
there was like a gap between them, like marketing and design were like two different worlds or are two different worlds still. And I, I re realized that brand strategy was that point that uh, made everything work together. And that's where, where the true power was, because if you bring design and bring marketing together, that's where you start creating inspiration and inspiring people to join a movement, to take action, to follow you, to give you their email, to, you know, do something. You need to inspire them to do something. It doesn't matter what you do or who you are. You need to inspire someone to take action. And if you know what to say, how to say it, where to say it, and who to say it to, then you're going to generate that. But if you don't have a clear strategy for all those points, then it's going to feel really uh, disconnected, right? Like you're saying one thing on one side and one thing on the other, and people don't really understand what's the whole thing. So can you walk us through a little bit like the framework of inspiration strategy so that people who are listening or watching this YouTube understand that what is actually necessary for them? and how you can help them with this? Because this is your core package, actually. Absolutely, yeah, I'd love to. Um, so, okay, first of all, inspiration strategy has seven steps, right? Seven steps. First step is leadership core. I, I call it leadership core because I think the very first step is saying, what the hell am I trying to do here? Like, why do I have a business? What's the change? If my business was not here, what would be different in the world, right? What's going to be different now that my business is here in the world? Who am I going to, how am I going to make better the world? Am I just here to make money? Because this is very important because there's a lot of people out there with businesses who are thinking just about, I have a business to make money. And that's not true. Like even when they mostly think about it, the truth is that money is a consequence of why you do a business. The why is that reason why you're doing a business and not working for someone else. Probably you can be doing, if you have a business, I'm sure you could be doing a lot of money, a lot more money working for someone else than having your own business and with less stress, with less, uh, with more time, with maybe less freedom because you would be giving your time to someone else, right? But that's why we're entrepreneurs. And well, basically that's, what right you have a powerful why you want to help someone improve their lives once you have that you have to define what are your tools like that's your purpose what are your tools to get their minds are branding and marketing right those are the two tools that are, and, and design branding marketing design and then you define what can you create with that what will people get out from those skills that you have and that purpose what becomes tangible from that. So what, what are your products? What are your services? And all that jazz. Then we go into step number two of inspiration strategy, which is defining your customers. Once you know who you are and where you're going and what you have to give, then define who are the people that will benefit the most from that and getting, from getting that specific thing from you right? Because there's a lot of people out there who do the same thing as we do. The only thing that really differentiates us is ourselves. Like, so who will benefit from working with you? Who shares your values? Who, who can you communicate better with? So you define that. Who's your tribe? Who are your ideal customers? Who are your ideal employees or collaborators or your ideal influencers, who are those people who have the attention of your tribe and that pe those people who you want to reach. And that's step two, the customers, your tribe. 
you now you know your tribe now you you need to define how you're gonna connect with them you need to create a customer journey that is basically a step-by-step -step process on how people will learn from you that you exist that you're something out there and that you can help them with something here they realize what's the problem that you solve and your solution right a hint of what's your solution once they say okay i have that problem and your solution makes sense tell me more right i'm curious so they enter into the second phase which is consideration they are considering your product they realize they have the problem and they are find they are looking for reasons to buy from you so you have to give them those reasons show them your process show them what's ma what makes you different give them a little taste of what it is to work with you right here's where netflix gives you a 30-day trial right try it for 30 days you'll love it and when it's done you'll just pay us and that's fine and that brings us to the next phase, which is conversion, right? Ah, you tried it now. You know what's my, the problem I solved, my solution. You know how my solution works and you trust it now. And you trust me that I can help you get where you want to be. Okay, so here's, your, here's where, uh, an opportunity for you to buy. Here's what you need to do to take the first step and start changing your life. Then you deliver your service or your product or whatever. You change their lives. And then comes another step that a lot of people forget and it's really important, which is advocacy. Once you have a happy client, you want that client to help you bring more clients, more clients like him or like her, right? People who benefit from what you have, they see the value in what you have, they really need it and they are willing to share it. So you have to define systems, help your happy clients share the love right with testimonials with re referrals maybe even affiliates right if they are really happy with what you have you can offer them a percentage of what they help you sell remember if you give them a reason like if it's better for them to share it they will share it if you think about it facebook google they have paid zero dollars in advertising why because their software is better if you share it Instagram is better if you share it. It's useless to have all your photos on Instagram if you have no friends there to share them with, right? If you have no other people to share it with, it's useless. So they don't spend money on advertising because their product is better if you share it. So their advertising is basically their happy clients or are their happy clients, right? And well, that's step three. Now we have uh, conversion tactics. So we're gonna prioritize your projects. Once we know what the, the little, the, all the um, uh, journey that your clients are going to go through, we are gonna define, okay, so we need this project for this phase, this project for this other phase, and you have all your projects, so now you need to know what goes first, right? This, this project goes first, then we go this. this uh, these are the priorities, because that's how we're gonna make more money, more quickly, and with less effort and with less investment right super important it's not the fun the most fun of the exercises it's pro this is like the belly bottom of inspiration strategy where the hardest things come through because uh, i don't know defining the customer is fun but it's a little bit hard or, or exhausting then you define your customer journey you have to think a lot and really put yourself in the shoes of your clients to understand how to connect the best way possible with them then you have to define okay what's the priority and our projects and what's gonna what's the money that we need to invest in this and whew, 
you're done. Now you have your conversion tactics. Now we get into the fun stuff, which is uh, your positioning, your messaging, and your uh, visual identity, the three parts of branding, right? So first we define what's the place that you're gonna take in the world, who's, what's the culture, the environment that people, that you will generate. Is it a, an environment of, uh, I don't know, well, I, I won't get into details, but basically we define your brand attributes, which are your culture, your customers, your voice, your the feeling, the way you want people to feel when they interact with you. That's super important. Like if you define anything from your positioning, define how you want people to feel when they interact with you. If you get that, that appropriately with your copywriting and with your images and text and whatever, you're gonna be way ahead than everybody else because the secret from a creative project to get business results from a creative project is knowing what feeling you want to communicate and to whom, right? Because once you understand, okay, I want these kind of people to feel this way, okay, what other things make them feel like that? Okay, A, B, C, these elements from these things make them feel like that. So I put them together and I create something that I, I know it's going to make them feel that way, right? Instead of saying like, yeah, I want video and I, I'm going to do it to my taste because I'm the business owner. That's an approach we take a lot, right? Like I want video that I feel really proud of, but if it doesn't connect with your audience, if it doesn't engage with them and inspire them, it's useless. And a lot of times, as a business, so there's a lot of times where as a business owner, we want to work with other people like us, but a lot of times that's not the case. And your ideal customers are not the same profile as you are. Then you don't want to use your own taste to guide the creative projects because you might do something you love, but your clients hate that's useless for your business. You want to create something that they love, that they see it and they feel that the way that you want them to feel should they be inspired should they be excited should they feel calm right if, if you are a bank you don't want people to feel excited you want them to feel secure you want them to feel taken care of right like you're there for them so depending on what if you're a, a metal band you probably want your people to feel like yeah i'm really bad and i'm gonna go kicking trash cans in the street you know i don't know something like that yeah. So that feeling is super important and that's what helps you position yourself, right? Like define who you are. And once you know what's the position that you play, then you create a story. What's the story that you're going to tell your people? What? And here comes something that's really, really important as well for social media, which is uh, most businesses come into social media telling stories or, or not social media, even advertising on TV or billboards where they put themselves as a hero right you've probably seen some ad or something where there's everything so bad until this magical product comes and saves the, the day right it's the hero of the story and nobody cares about you being the hero i know that's harsh but the sooner you understand that everyone's looking to be the hero of their own story, then you're going to understand how to reach them. You want to tell stories where your customers are the, the heroes. They have to be the heroes. You have to tell a story where they want something, they have a problem, they are facing obstacles to get what they want, and you are the trusted guide who has a plan and can help them overcome those obstacles and reach their goal. Maybe when they get to the other side, it's not going to see the same. It's like things are not going to look 
as they thought they would look, right? There are things that are different. In, actually, you can see this in movies, right? A lot of times they say like, yeah, we're going to the mountain and they end up doing everything but going to the mountain, right? But what's important is a transformation process. The story, the adventure itself is what makes it valuable. It, it transforms who they are and the way they see the world. So we want to tell that story. How are they going to transform their life? And finally, now the seventh step is putting everything down into something visual, right? Up to here, everything has been concepts, words on our uh, spreadsheets and a huge document. Well, not so huge, but around 20 pages of text and ideas and what, right, that we wrote down to describe something. But ideas and concepts mean different things to different people. So we need to make that tangible. What does this mean? What does feeling inspired mean to your tribe? How does it look like? What makes them inspired? Because maybe what inspires me is not what inspires you and, or it's not what inspires your ideal customers. So you want to know what's that thing that triggers that emotion, right? That feeling that we were talking about. And you gather visual references. You say, okay, these kind of colors, these kind of people, these are the kind of actions that my people would be doing. And, and you define all the elements of your story, right? Your story, your colors, everything into something tangible that you can say, yes, this is what I like. This is what I like from here. And then you can bring everything together into the next phase, which once you finish your strategy, you have to design your visual identity and create your funnel and put everything into action, right? But yeah, that's, that's the next step. One, the first thing is having a, a really solid plan that makes everything work together and that makes sure that you're not going to waste time or money or whatever or your energy in something that you don't really need or that's not going to help your business or that's not going to connect with your clients. I have been through this process myself, so I understand whatever you say. And what I realize is that it's okay to put all the ideas in my head into the paper. Like you wouldn't know which one works until you see it in paper with your framework and having someone like you guide me through to see the, what exactly who I am and how I show up as being me in my branding. That's something that you need the what it, as what you call yourself inspiration designer to help you to design the whole thing but it's also able to adjust and fix along the way it's not going to be the perfect one that once it's finished even though you have to get the clarity of this whole framework why because every time when you start creating your offer or start doing your marketing you have to go back to each step here again anyway to prevent you losing time, like going back and thinking from the start every time. Why don't you just like making this inspiration strategy and understand your branding before you going anything further, right? Yeah, that, that's a really important point because the best time to work on your inspiration strategy or your brand strategy is when you're starting. And usually brand strategy is not accessible for less than a couple thousand dollars, right? So uh, usually small businesses struggle because they need it when they are starting is when they can get the most out of it, but they cannot afford it, right? So I'm working towards something that makes brand 
strategy more accessible because it can save you a lot of time, a lot of struggle. You, you, like I've seen, probably if you're a business owner, you know that you probably created two, maybe three, maybe four versions of a logo. Maybe you've created uh, the same amount of versions of your website. That happens with all of your creative projects if you don't have a clear strategy. If you have a clear strategy at the beginning, you do it once, you fix some details, but you know you are on the, on the right track from the very beginning. So To yeah. get this clarity is very important. I also think that the best time to do this inspiration strategy is when you are in doubt, when you confuse where you are right now in your business journey, because that this will help you to know what next for you, actually, because you understand more of your foundations and what you are doing, basically. So yeah. how can people reach out to you to get this inspiration strategy, Sebastian? Well, they can go into myinspirationstrategy.com. They can book their workshop there. I have a couple of options where they can book the workshop uh, by itself. They can book the workshop with three months of uh, follow-up. Basically, three months is usually the time we need to design an, an identity, build a website, uh, build a funnel, and get everything to work. And there's a premium package that includes one year of follow-up with weekly calls and coaching where uh, basically you have me as your chief strategist. That, uh, you can imagine this third version as having your own personal brand strategist, right? Without having to pay uh, the salary of a brand strategist for your business. If in case anyone listened to this or watched this YouTube and interested to get clarity of where you are and your branding and also marketing part of your business, if you are in doubt, just reach out to Sebastian and you will not be disappointed. Thank you so much for joining me today. Yeah, thank you for inviting me. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Get Unstuck Radio. If you enjoy the show, make sure you subscribe so you automatically get new show every week. I would love to if you left us the review. If you want to get unstuck, check my 5-step entrepreneur freedom formula for scaling your business without sacrificing your lifestyle at worldwideweb.extraordinarilybymutita.com forward slash freedom. Speak then.